Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. In today's episode, we are going to examine the making of a decision and how to craft it strategically. Oftentimes, it seems much more convenient to arrive at decisions on a spare-of-the-moment basis, and that approach can be perfectly acceptable when the decisions are not of any long-term or serious nature. However, when a decision has the potential to change the course of your life or it has significant financial or time investment repercussions, or it impacts the lives or livelihoods of others. Those decisions deserve additional attention and deliberative thought. Numerous articles approach the issue of decision-making, and often they provide insight into the concept but the component that is either assumed or overlooked is that it is not enough just to make a decision. That decision, to be of any value, needs to be developed in consideration of strategic needs. To be strategic, it is important to evaluate not just the expediency of the process, it is fundamental to examine the long-term implications of the decision. A strategic decision represents the nexus between the sought-after conclusion and each of the numerous considerations of purpose, advantage, and disadvantage. These positions become a matter of calculation rather than happenstance. The catalyst for even having to make a decision is that there is a problem to solve. Arriving at a solution to a problem usually takes the form of selecting between a choice of variables after reviewing the pieces of data which can have an impact on the outcome. To make a decision is to take a definitive step in commitment to a course of action which is being implemented to resolve the problem. And if it is being strategically designed, the factors applied in the process will include a projection of future impacts on all individuals likely to be affected. The hallmark of decision-making is that it is intended to be formulated as the result of a deliberative and rational thought process. To start the sequence of events, it is first critical to understand exactly what the scope of the decision need encompass. I cannot overstate that the evaluation process must be limited to facts there is no place for feelings when assessing the validity of a decision. And it is likely that if sentiment did seep into the decision-making process, that the viability of a proposed decision would be skewed and its effectiveness diminished.
In the textbook Judgment in Managerial Decision-Making, Max Bazin, the author, breaks out the six steps which he finds are necessary as analysis components of a systematic decision-making process. As we have discussed, the first step is to define the problem. Bazerman notes that at this point, there are a few missteps which should be avoided. Primarily, problems are frequently defined in terms of a proposed solution. This error is often the result of building in assumptions and operating out of emotion. Also an issue can be a premature identification of a smaller problem while overlooking the larger, more significant problem. The remaining difficulty can be when one focuses on the systems and on correcting those instead of resolving the underlying problem. This situation is analogous to prescribing an aspirin for a fever but giving no thought as to the reason that the patient developed the fever in the first place. After precisely defining the problem, which requires solving, the next area of attention should be to identify the criteria upon which the decision needs to be based. Usually, there are multiple areas of concern which need to be considered, when looking for a satisfactory decision. These points of attention could include a cost-benefit analysis, taking into account both time and money needs and availability, the logistics of how one would activate the potential decision, and resource requirements to implement the decision. Not only is it necessary to identify the criteria but these same criteria will also need to be weighted to distinguish priority. In order to rationally assess the value of each criterion, a uniform standard of measure should be utilized to score all of the criteria. The fourth step in the decision-making process is to provide realistic alternative decisions. At this stage, you may be faced with a different sort of problem. That is, an embarrassment of riches. Individuals often get bogged down at this point in the decision-making process because they seem to be caught up in generating multiple viable decision paths. As a result, it is not uncommon for the decision-making process to break down and not continue to its necessary conclusion. The fifth step can extricate the decision maker from the paralysis just created. At this point, it becomes necessary to rate each alternative decision on each criterion. This exercise has the potential to be the most challenging because all of the criteria which are found in all of the possible decisions must be individually evaluated, taking into consideration the possible consequences which might be the result in the future. After the calculations and the assessments, 
The final step is to compute the optimal decision. This step falls back on basic math with no opportunity to insert emotion. The ratings which were determined in the previous step are to be multiplied by each criterion weight. Then add up all of the weighted ratings for all of the enumerated criteria found in each alternative and then select the decision alternative with the highest total of weighted ratings. Although this process would seem to work flawlessly on paper, there are two very basic assumptions which, when made, can derail the very specific decision-making process. These assumptions are noted in the Farnham Street blog, The Anatomy of a Decision, an introduction to decision-making. Assumption number one is that, quote, a rational decision-maker is completely informed, which means they know about all the possible options and outcomes, close quote. Assumption number two is that, quote, that the decision-maker does not fall prey to any biases that might impact the rational decision, close quote. Both of those assumptions are quite significant and very difficult to overcome. In the first instance, it is almost impossible to identify and account for every conceivable outcome which might occur at some point in the future. As an obvious example, in 2018, did we have any possible clue that the world would essentially be shut down two years later due to a pandemic, and then that the process would be prolonged and new standards of behavior and priorities would emerge? Other than perhaps a very few prescient individuals applying sophisticated models, there is no likelihood that the general public would have been able to plan for that possibility. The second assumption is equally challenging. Although I have no data on the subject, it would seem that the mind of a human being is riddled with biases, and although we might endeavor to quash such biases while a decision is being analyzed, it would seem likely that they could act as an unconscious motivator to deciding in a certain direction. So, how can we expect to make such strategically sound decisions when we are inherently flawed decision-makers? There are a few ways in which we can counterbalance the anticipated effects of a possibly less than pure decision-making process. These corrective actions are discussed in the Farnham Street blog, How to Make Smart Decisions Without Getting Lucky. First, the obvious. Just as a medication bottle warns not to operate heavy equipment while taking the prescription, don't make the most serious, life-changing, or business-altering decisions at the very moment when you are tired, rushing, distracted, or burdened by competing influences. The time to make these impactful decisions is when you are rested, focused, 
and can be attentive to the nuances of the issue at the center of the process. Clarity of perspective will also help to prevent the next two problems when engaging in decision-making. Applying an incorrect assumption can obviously lead directly to an incorrect conclusion and a falsely premised decision. Parallel to that problem is the application of incomplete or inaccurate behavior models, which will, in all probability, lead to wrong foundational beliefs. The fourth way to prevent an incorrect decision is to learn from history. You know what they say, if we don't learn from history, we are destined to repeat it. And that perspective is important in every aspect of life. When proceeding to make a decision, don't forget to examine past relevant decisions and all the elements which went both right and wrong. That way, you have the opportunity to implement a better decision without having it encumbered by the errors of the past. The final point offered by the blog is to distinguish between style and substance. The importance of a decision is not how it will look to a curious audience. What is important when making a decision is the tangible impact it will have on you and those around you who will be directly affected by it. Quote, combining intelligent preparation, learning about the big, time-tested ideas from multiple disciplines, with general thinking frameworks, will dramatically improve your decision-making skills. Close quote. Once a decision is made, that is not the end of the story. Often the most important part of the process comes after the fact. According to the article, The Complete Guide to Decision-Making for Successful Life, there is a post-decision exercise which is invaluable to your future decision-making efforts. The four questions to be reviewed and answered are, quote, What was my decision based on? What are the consequences of my decision? How did I come to that decision? And could I have done anything differently? Close quote. Often, it is in the implementation stage of a decision that adjustments can be made to strengthen the process and enhance the positive results. Although the most important aspect of strategic decision-making is the deliberate preparation, realistically, it is almost never infallible. So welcome every chance you have to adapt your decision-making skills to the circumstances, and you will put yourself on the path to more effective decision-making. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember, your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?